going to take up an offering. Grace, come on down. I'd like to welcome Mr. and Mrs. Truman here today. I'm glad they made it out for a long drive from Vestal <laughs> up here on the hill to our small little body. Father, I thank you, Lord, and I praise you, Lord God, for the tithes and offerings that you're bringing into this place. I thank you, Lord God, that, Lord, that you... Lord God, own the cattle on a thousand hills, and we can never outgive you, Lord. And Lord, you are our provision, and we know the principle of giving. The more we give, the more you give to us, Lord. And I just thank you for that and praise you. And, you know, we've lived by it. We can testify about it, Lord God, and how you have provided over and over and over again abundantly for us, Lord Jesus. And, and we just give you all the praise and honor and glory, and we just thank you, Lord God. For it, Lord Jesus, and we are just continuing to trust in you in your ways, not in the world's ways, but in your ways and in your kingdom. And I just believe this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Anybody need some water? There's water back on the table. Help yourself. It's cold. <clears throat> Today I want to speak to you about deceptive spirits. That's the title of my sermon today. Deceptive spirits. I'm telling you, the devil is real. And the spirit of the Antichrist is actively working. He's working all over this globe. And actually, he's been working all over this globe for a very long, long time. And if you don't believe it, like my wife said up there in worship, just turn on the news. And you can see it. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Now the spirit of the Antichrist has been on this earth for a long time. All the way back when God cast out Satan, Lucifer, from heaven. And even in heaven, the spirit of the Antichrist was at work. Because Satan... Tried to set himself up above God, didn't he? And that's what got him kicked out. In Genesis, if you have your Bibles, you can open up to Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. And if you don't, it's up there on the board. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals. The Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say? Did God really say? You must not eat from any tree in the garden. The woman said to the serpent, We may eat from the trees in the garden. But God did say, you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it 
or you will die. Do you know how effective that is? And how effective that has been through history? I mean, just ask yourself how many times you have done something that your parents have told you not to do. Right? It's almost like a challenge and it's almost like a rebellion that gets in you that says, I've got to try that. If you touch that, you'll get burned. It's hot. Right? So you think to yourself, well, how hot is glowing red? How hot is glowing red, right? I remember when I was a kid, my mother, we used to have an electric stove and had those coils on the top, right? And they would get really red hot. My mother said, don't touch that, it's hot. So what is the first thing I did after she said it? I put my hand right on top of the thing. And I burned it, and it peeled the skin off, and I had a big old coil mark on my hand when I was a kid. And I learned it was hot. And if I would have listened to her, it would have never happened. But that's been so effective saying to the Christian body, to people throughout. And it's still effective today. It's been going on for millennials. You know, thousands of years. When I think of the scripture, I think of that statement that the serpent said to the woman. And I think of how effective of a trap that has been. How deceptive that has been for so long. When he said to Eve, did God really say that? Think about that. How many times do we think, well, did God really mean that? What it says in the Bible. It must have meant something else. Right? We start to reason in our minds. Well, God must have meant something else about that. Or God really wasn't talking to me. Oh, he's talking about this group of people, but not me. Right? God's not talking to me about that. I'm okay. But that's such a trap. I'm okay. I'm going to be okay, I wrote down. Well, let me ask you a question. If you're in sin, and you know it, and you know that it could possibly keep you out of heaven, but you keep on doing it anyways, then who's to blame? Is God to blame, or are you to blame? You see, we think of this, and we think, well, it's God's to blame. We try to put the blame on God, when it's really the blame is on ourselves for making the choice to be in sin. When God is telling us, and you know it in your spirit and in your mind, that you know what you're doing is wrong, 
and you shouldn't do it anymore, and God's telling you that, but you keep on choosing to do it. Now, if you realize that if I keep doing this, then I might potentially not make it to heaven. We're correct. If I continue in my sin, what separates you from God? Sin. Sin separates us from the love of God. And it's not God that separates us. It's our own doing. It's our own choice. And if we keep on doing it, then we might risk our own salvation. Because it says in the Bible to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. So that doesn't mean to take anything from granted. Paul said, you know, it's not a license to sin. Grace isn't a license to go out and sin. You know, in heaven it talks a lot of story about the sheep and the goats. You know? And the goats thought that, some of those goats thought that they were doing good things. And then Jesus says to them, depart from me, I never knew you. And they said, well, Lord, we, where, when did we see you naked and clothed you? When did we do this? Or, or, Lord, we did this in your name and that in your name. And he still says to them, depart from me, I never knew you. It's pretty scary scripture. I don't want to scare you, but I, don't, I want you to be alert and watching. And I don't want you to be deceived. Because the devil is real. The Antichrist spirit's been on this earth for 6,000 years. That's, that, you could add up all of our years together and that doesn't even come close. So the devil's been around for a long time and he's pretty deceptive and he's pretty tactical. And he'll make you think, well, did God really say that? Is that really what it says in the Bible when it says, do not commit adultery, do not, you know, do not do all these things? Well, is that, you know, yes, that's what God meant. It's God's word. It's holy. It's alive. Amen? Christ is speaking very loud and clear these days. He has people believing that the word of God is not even actually the word of God. He has people believing that the word of God is the, is the works of man. That, oh, some men put this Bible together so that way we can live a good life. You know, that's a teaching, believe it or not, that's going around. And it's hard to believe it, but it's true. The Word of God is the Word of God. It's anointed. It's Holy Spirit filled. I want to take you also to the temptation of Jesus. And if you have your Bibles, it's in Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. Listen, 
Jesus is all God, isn't he? Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God, they're all one. It's the Trinity. And if Jesus can be tempted, then we can be tempted. Right? Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. I just think of this scripture right here, and I think of, boy, how many times do we listen to the mouths of others, right? And get our whole thinking skewed or off. If it's off a little bit, let me, let me tell you, I, I, I'm a hunter, right? So I know that if my target, if I'm aiming here at my target, but if my gun or my scope is off just a little bit, Right? I might hit that target when it's close, but now you put that target out about 100 yards, 200 yards, and you're not going to hit that target anymore because that projection is going farther and farther away, your projectile. So if you're off, if you're off by an inch, say at 20 feet, you're going to be off several inches, if not feet, at 100 yards. Because that projectile is going that way when your target's this way. And if you get the wrong teaching and it gets rooted in your mind that it's the right teaching, then at the end, you're going to be far off from the truth. Because you believe the false, believed in falsehood. And it's a deceiving spirit that gets you going. And it, what it's doing is affecting the younger age group. Your ages out there. Kids. That's why it's so important to read the word. To be in the word. To be in prayer. Prayer is really important. Prayer moves the hand of God. You need a prayer life to have a relationship with the Lord. Amen? And if, you're, and if you're listening to somebody else, and if you're not listening to every word that comes from the mouth of God, then you could be far off, even when you think it's a good thing. And even when it is a good thing at sometimes, it can still be far off. That's why you've got to take everything to God. And you take everything to God through prayer and supplication. Make all your requests known to God. Amen? Then the devil took him to the holy city. And he had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you. And they will lift you up in their hands 
so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. A lot of times, I'm telling you, I put the Lord God to the test when I was a heathen kid growing up. Holy cow. I did. I, it's amazing that I'm still alive today. And it's only by the grace of God. Because, oh, I tested them. I tried things my way. I did crazy things. You know, I think of scriptures like this, and I think of all the kids that have committed suicide, and how sad it is, how terrible it is. When the devil's chirping to them in their ear, you're not worthy, you're no good. You know, and they let all that build inside them. And that overtakes them. You know, the devil has killed so many. And it's destroyed so many, it's so sad. It's sad. And he's destroying people in many different ways. Through alcoholism, through addiction. It's terrible. Again, Verse 8, the devil took him to a very high mountain and he showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said, this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan. For it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and the angels came and attended him. You know, I, I think of all the stuff that's going on right now. And I just think of all this evilness that's going on in the world. It just reminds me that these are the sons and daughters of the devil that are out there not worshiping God. That are opposing God. You know, that have, that have bowed down. These anarchists, these... Satan worshipers that are going out and doing all this rioting and killing people. I mean, that is not of God. Not of God at all. That is not how God wants us to live. That's exactly how the devil wants you to live. It's sad. And the, the devil still uses all these tricks. All of them. You know, Jesus here gave us a great example of what he used as a weapon against them. And it's our offensive weapon. It's called the sword, which is the word of God. He said to the devil every time, it is written. Devil, it is written. It is written. It is written. He went to the word. He was the word. He knew the word. Many, many, many have fallen. I use a lot. I use a lot of scripture in all of my sermons. So we're going to switch it now to Second Timothy.
chapter, uh, 2 Timothy verse 3, or chapter 3, verses 12 through 17. Verses 12 through 17, it says here, In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. We see that happening today, don't we? People that are standing up for righteousness are getting persecuted. Standing up for for God. It says, While every man, while evil men and impostors will go from bad to worse, Deceiving and being deceived. They'll go on deceiving others because they're deceived. Because again, they're like that, they're like that projectile that's far off. They've been deceived. And they're deceiving others. Because that's what they were taught and knew. Or no. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of. Because you know from whom you learned it. And how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Think about that. All scripture is God breathed. All of it. It is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that we may be thoroughly equipped. We need to be thoroughly equipped in order to stand in today's day. Thoroughly equipped. And the only way to do that is by reading God's word. You know, I'm going to go into Ephesians 6 here pretty soon, the full armor of God. That's what he equips us with. We need the full armor of God on us so that we can stand against the devil's schemes, actually, is what it says in the word. And in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 2, it says the Spirit clearly says that in latter times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. I would say that we are the latter times. I would say that we're living in the latter times, church. And we have to be on guard and we have to watch. Right? Because it says here that many will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits. And things taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars. Whose conscience have been seared as with a hot iron. That's pretty scary, isn't it? That's why we need to, 
That's why we need to learn about these deceptive spirits. That's why we need to know that those deceptive spirits are out there. And that we have to be on guard. Because those deceptive spirits are taking many and many with them. In 1 John 4, 1 through 6, One of my favorite scriptures in here. It says, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see they, whether they are from God. So that's what we got to do. We got to test the spirits to see whether they're from God. Amen. So we know we're not being deceived. It says, many false prophets have gone out into the world. And, it's, and it teaches here, this is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and now and even now is already in the world. He was in the world back then when Paul was teaching. That's 2,000 years ago. It was in the world before Paul because it started all the way back in the garden and before the garden in heaven. The spirit of the Antichrist has been along for a long time. And that's why we need to test the spirits. You know why we test the spirits? Because the Bible tells us and warns us that the devil masquerades as an angel of light. The devil masquerades Do you know Lucifer was one of the most decorated angels in heaven? He was an archangel, which is one of the, it's like, it's like a commanding general, like a five-star general that we can relate to. He was a really high-ranked angel, an archangel, well, like the highest. And he was, in, he was built with pipes in him to lead worship. And he was beautiful when God created him, the word says. And he was, think about this, Lucifer was in the throne of God almost every day while he was in heaven, worshiping the Lord. And he was an angel of the light. He was created for good. But he thought he could be above God. And it cast him out of the light, into the darkness. He knows what the light looks like, doesn't he? We don't know how long he was in heaven with God worshiping. 
But he sure knows and probably remembers what the throne of God looks like. And he probably knows because he saw the glory of God fill heaven just like the glory of God is going to fill the earth when he comes and sets up heaven on earth. So he, he knows what light looks like, what goodness looks like. And he uses that as a deception to deceive us. He masquerades, the Bible says, as an angel of light, appearing good. But he's not. And the, de- and the Bible clearly warns us about it. In um, 2 Corinthians 11, 13 through 14, It says, for such people workmen, masquerading as angels, as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising then that his servants masquerade as servants of righteousness. Their end will be what their actions deserve. That's pretty scary, isn't it? He's talking about teachers. He's talking about pastors. He's talking about um, professors here. That's pretty scary. So that's why we must test everything with the Word of God. That's why it's so important to test everything with the Word of God. Even a good idea, take it to the Word. Take it to prayer. Test it with the Word of God. That's why it's important to put the full armor of God on. So that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Remember, you are the church. Right? You are the church. We have to remember this, that we are the church. And that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. We are the church. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. And in that scripture there, 1 John 4, 4, it says, Greater is he who is in thee than he who is in the world. We have something in us that's of God. That is stronger than any other desire, any temptation, anything of darkness. We have power, and it's called dunamis power, that brings light into darkness. And when you believe that and you stand on the word of God on that, the gates of hell will not prevail against you. You will be able to stand and stand your ground when everything else is going on all around you because you're rooted and built up in Christ. Amen? You're rooted and built in Christ. Your faith is in God alone. Your faith isn't in man. Your faith isn't in this world. Your faith isn't in your careers. Our faith is in God. Amen? Amen. That's where it needs to be. That's where God wants us to be. That's why God has provided for us. And he did that through Jesus, his son. Amen? So that we can be with him. My wife was said today up in worship that caught my ear 
was that, you know, Jesus is up there interceding for you all the time. All the time. That's why prayer is so important. And look at Jesus can pray 24-7. <laughs> He's praying 24-7 for you, for me, for his body, for his church, his bride. We have a hard time praying 24 minutes. <laughs> Jesus prays 24-7. I, I thought, when she said that, I thought, that's amazing that God is praying for us. That he cares so much about us that he's praying for each one of us individually, 24-7. Doesn't stop. He never stops working, doesn't he? Thank God. Thank God he never stops. So I, I wanted to share this with you on deceiving spirits because there is a deceptive spirit out there in the world right now that is deceiving our youth, that's deceiving our younger generation, that's working on deceiving some of the older generation, and we got to be careful to stand up against it because that's just his nature, the deceiver. And he wants, he knows his time is short because we're in the latter days. So he's roaring out there like a lion, isn't he? He's causing havoc throughout the whole globe right now. And it shouldn't be, we should not be surprised about it because it's all in the Word. Everything that's going on in the, in the world right now has all been written about. God wrote all about it. We should just need to, like, like Julie said, keep our eyes up and look to him, the author and perfecter of our faith. We need to look to Jesus. Amen? And if you don't know and if you're unsure about anything, take it to the Lord in prayer. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Even good ideas can turn out to be bad ideas down the road. Even some good ideas can end up wasting time and years of your life that are hard to, you'll never get back. I wish I knew some of this stuff when I was younger <laughs> because I've wasted a lot of time and years. You know, I've been with the Lord now for 25 years, but you know, most of you know all my testimony before that I was a heathen. I was an addict. I was delivered by God. I was saved. And I wish I knew about Jesus years ago, and I wish I followed him, and I didn't follow deceiving spirits. Right? And I don't want any of you to. Because you're all family. And we care for you all. And pray for you all. And love you all. Well, I'm going to tell you, God can love, out-love any of us, even on our best day of love. Right? God's love is greater than anything we can ever fathom. And the best place that you can be is in God's hands. Amen? Amen. I'll close with prayer. If we can stand up, I'm going to, if you'd like to, if you could stand up.
I usually pray, pray the blessing in Numbers 6, verses 24 through 26, over you, before I close. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you, Lord, and praise you for this day. Lord, I pray for your word. Lord God, that, Lord, anything that was of me, I pray that you would remove, Lord Jesus. And I just pray that, Lord, anything that's from you, that you would speak to us, that it would fill our hearts, fill our minds. Let our minds be in Christ Jesus, Lord God. Let our minds not be in the world, Lord God. And I just pray, Lord God, for this day that you would bless Bless us and keep us, Lord, that you would make your face shine upon us and be gracious to us. That, Lord, you would turn your face toward us and that you would give us peace. And I pray your protection and your blessing over your people, over those that couldn't be here today. Lord God, and I just pray that you would keep them and protect them and bless them abundantly. And I just thank you, Lord God, for your hands that are upon us. Help us to submit to you, Lord God. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys may be dismissed. If anybody